Welcome back to another episode of the Shift Drink Podcast. I'm Ed Rudisell. I'm still in Bangkok. Uh, in fact, I might not ever come back at this point because I've fallen in love with the city <laughs> quite hard. But um, today we have Nick's Anaman, or that's actually what he goes by online, and that would be the fastest way to find him on social media. But uh, your, your, your actual last name is pronounced is Anaman Rashaton? Rashaton, yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, online it says Anaman. <laughs> Anyhow, Nix is like the guy. So uh, when I came into Bangkok, or I told everybody I was coming into Bangkok, your name came up first on everybody's list of like, Here, here's who you got to look up, man. Because I think it was because of the rum geek thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of the, I think... We, I like rum a lot. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> obvious, right? Well, and Zan, you know, so you yeah. know, we, have, we have a lot of mutual friends. Um, but, you know, you've been involved in the craft cocktail scene here for a while, but you're doing things that nobody else is doing either. And so, like, I've been kind of doing this, like, tour of Asia, mm-hmm. at least this mini tour, and we've checked out Singapore and um, hit, like, Tropic City, and I've hit all the other bars in, in Bangkok, at least that I can. But, um, I mean, you are traveling around. You were, like, an, an ambassador for Bangkok. You just got back from the Philippines. Is that right? Yeah. You did a guest shift? Uh, shift, a session there. Okay. Where were you at? I was at Curator. Okay. With uh, David. And uh, I was with uh, Yoma as well. Because Yoma used to work at Curator, right? Right, right, right. So, basically, like, actually, I was, I planned to go to the Philippines because of Yoma. Mm-hmm. It was his birthday that weekend. So he was like, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going back to, to Manila. I'll show you my hometown. This and that. Hey, sure, man, I'll join you. And boom. Oh, bro, it's the Manila Cocktail Fest. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, you're, gonna, you're working. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of shots going on. I mean, like, yeah, but it's, it, was, it was fun. That's awesome. It was, it was decent. Well, the reason I say that you're, you've largely been a voice for Bangkok is because you've got two successful bars here now. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, continuing on. So we're sitting here at Asia today, uh, but you also have Tienza Thailand as well, uh-huh. uh, just practically across the street. Yeah. Um, but you are in an area of town that is, like, I think a, most, a lot of bar owners in the U.S. or a lot of bar owners, bar owners that um, are familiar with the whole process of that first one, yeah. that you would totally expect it. Like, I mean, it's, it's in a developing area where you can still afford rent. Uh, at the moment, yes, and... In the near future, hopefully, yes. Still, comparing to a lot of areas in Bangkok, I think we're still lucky. But I know that eventually we would have to go through a, uh, quite of a big change in the near future as well. Right. But now, still okay. And hopefully, like, we hope to keep it that way for a, a bit of a longer time. But Yeah, it was a little bit of a search, you know, the first time I came here. Yeah. But there are several other cocktail bars in the area, which is cool. Because if, once you find one, then you can kind of hop to yeah. all of them. But, uh, you know, we talked a little bit the first time that I came into the bar uh, last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. I don't know. But I've been here long enough now. I'm just completely losing track of uh, the days. But you had talked about um, this, you know, a lot of the cool, trendy cocktail clubs and bars in Indiana- or Indianapolis. Jesus. I'm seriously, I'm, I'm, I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> in Bangkok, you know, primarily being concentrated in like Silom, Sukhumvit. Yeah. And you are like just outside of like Yabalat, like yeah, the well, China, like Chinatown. Old Town. I mean, like, Silom, Sukhumvit, these are the two main, like, main prime area for, for cocktail scene in Bangkok. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it will be for the next, I would say, 10 years? Yeah. Or forever, I don't know. Because people live there, and like, that's, that's where all the hip and everything, everyone's are. And 
for us, like when we started the whole project, it was like four or five years ago. Like we couldn't afford to rent there. It's crazy. Um, oh yeah. We don't like the the traffic. That sucks. Yeah, it was. Ter- I I took the the Sky Train down yeah. there the last several nights to just kind of check out Tongla, and it was just. I mean, that still lands you a twenty five minute walk yeah. from anywhere that you need to be. It's and, not and, easy. And it's dangerous to walk yeah, here. Yeah, and then like my house is like nearby Old Town, Silo Maria, and then like I can walk here like half an hour, mm-hmm. but rather not but <laughs> still I would prefer to work somewhere where like it's convenient for you it's not snow packed it's still still back to, like five years so raw so so young that like it's it's different so we we, we kind of like figured out the area here that we were like yeah let's let's do something here we got a recommendation by another bar called Tep Bar he was about to open Tep Bar back then we had a chat if he opened Tep Bar alone, that would, that would have been really strange. So the, once Tep Bar was open, that was Teens of Thailand. Mm. So both of us, now we got a, we got a real, uh, at least like if you're like, we're, we're not alone anymore. Right. Like we got we got company and then like four years ago we had, there were nights that we like, we had three tables. Wow. Like suffer. That's disheartening, yeah. It's just like, oh, like you're like fresh. <laughs> like street ta- like, Two, even some night, were some really bad nights. So what we did, what we took these two tables, we took it to Tepa. When we figured Tepa had two tables as well, so they took their two tables and they sent it to us. We kept doing that like weeks after week after week. So two became four, four became eight. That's how we got started. I've, I've never heard anybody doing that, but it's genius. I mean, because, you know, we often hear the adage, you know, rising tide lifts all ships, but, I mean, you're literally taking them to your competition. I mean, like, it's not a comp. It's, it's, right, a, it's, right. it's a neighborhood thing. And then, like, for me, like, more for us, it's more for you, more for us. Right. And then, like... And now there is. I mean, now, now there's a whole street full. Like, yeah. literally this little alley right here where, where, where we, Tep is just half a block away. And we know everyone here. Like, we know Baha, we know Pichu. I started with them in, in the early days. And they came here and they're like, wow, we're like, oh, shit. Like, wow, good old friend. And now so we connect. And then, like, it, it became a thing. Like, it became a community. If you go to Tonglo, I don't think there's community there. Yeah, it definitely seems a lot more competitive. And yeah. I mean, and there's clubs and everybody's competing to who can be the loudest, you know, and next for door. Us, we're just like, hey, we just wanted to survive. Let's stick together and hope we are. Yeah, so as you chose this area, what, what is this area called? I mean, because uh, I walked off of Yerolat. So is this Chinatown or is this This old, is like the, old town? the wing area of Chinatown. Okay. It's still in the old town, but the, I don't know. I think now we have our own definition, which is Soy Nana. Okay. Like back in the day, Soy Nana since quit like MRT, like BTS, and which is like, right, like very dodgy. Right. So that's now kind of becoming the identity of it, yeah. and which is cool. Yeah, finally <laughs> you know? on the map, huh? Yeah, I stopped by. Um, uh, what did I get off? Uh, I went to um, find the photo booth last night, oh. and, or two nights ago, and drank entirely too much. What a great crew they have over there. <laughs> It's easy to do that, but so like in addition to all that work, but I want to go back to the beginning. So, Teens of Thailand was your first place, right? Tot. Yep. Tot. And how old is that bar? Four. Four years old. So, Four. yep. When did you start seeing the the cocktail scene and a craft cocktail scene taking off in Bangkok? Be- I would say around that time. Yeah, because like, after Teens, there was I think there was Backstage. Oh wow! So all those places open at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but backstage and locker, mm-hmm. uh, photo booth, and yeah, uh, Q and A around that time as well. I think Q and A was 
like before or something like that. Very like mm. that year. Mm-hmm. So I would say three, four years ago, that was our like kickoff for like Thai bar. Well, that makes sense. Last time I was in Bangkok was seven years ago and there was no scene whatsoever. But then again, you know, it's seven years ago in a lot of countries and a lot of cities, I mean, there was very little scene where I was yeah. too. So, you know, as you've seen that scene grow, um, one thing that I know uh, whenever I come to Thailand and I, I hang out with friends in the city, although now I have a whole entirely different set of friends because now they're all the cocktail people like yourself. But um, it was like a very much a Johnny Walker and soda crowd and like selling a cocktail for 400 baht, which is around 10 American dollars, which yeah, is pretty much the I mean, that's the going rate for a, a craft cocktail in the States. So yeah. it's really not any different. But how do you feel that that's being received by the ties that kind of see the value in like buying the bottle of Johnny Walker? I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure like we have to we just need to locate uh, our clients. Like for us, not everyone's going to drink a bottle of whiskey and soda. Sure. And we... But see, you're Thai yourself. Yeah. So how did you break out of that? Like, I mean, you know, what was your introduction to craft cocktails? Uh, my intro to, because I work, but when I, the first part I really actually like went and I felt like, wow, this is like, this is, this is another level. It was a bar called 1806 mm-hmm. in, in Melbourne. Oh, really? And I was like, wow, like, wow, like, you like, what? Like, even though you work in catering, because I grew up from the catering side, mm-hmm. even though we grew up in, like, in catering side of the, the, the business, but then, like, the stuff that we did, comparing to 1806, we're like, wow, like, it's just another level. Yeah, it's then. night and day between catering and, and, yeah. and especially craft. And as craft was coming along, I mean, because, you know, four years ago, it still yeah. wasn't exactly, like, but I mean, like, if go back, going back to the question, like, I would say, like, for Thai, um, there are people who likes whiskey, bottle of whiskey and mixes, definitely forever. Um, but there, there are people who don't like it. We just need to locate that. Sure. And they, I mean, like, the people who don't like it, normally they they know what they want, they know what they like. I mean, like, we just need to, like, please one people at. I could see that, man, you know, because I think I was one of those people. Uh, I've gotten to craft cocktails probably about eight years ago, eight, eight, nine years ago now. Uh But I didn't know I was a cocktail person, really, up to that point. I just, I was, like, primarily drinking craft beer, things like that. And then some, yeah, that aha moment where I walked into, like, that first kick-ass craft bar. And I was like, wow, this is what I've this been wanting. Yeah. I didn't know how to explain it, but yeah. this is what I've been looking for. So yeah, I could totally see that happen here. Like, I mean, a lot of people, I personally not a huge fan of Johnny Walker. I, I mean, I know that they're not really going to sue me or anything because, you know. Yeah. They're big I, in Asia anyway. They don't care. They're big, I think one of my business partners once told me the statistics, and I can't remember, but it's something like one bottle of Johnny Walker is sold every eight seconds, something like that. Like, I think it's like snap. No, like, yeah, that's, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably right. that. Yeah, six, seven, there, there yeah. we go. It's already sold three bottles since we've talked, so they're not losing any money yeah. from me. Um, but yeah, there's probably a lot of people out there that don't really like dig on that, um, you know, and they just kind of load it up full of soda so they don't have yeah. to taste the, the blended scotch. And, and it's and, okay. Like people drink what they want. Sure. Like eventually, if one guy walks in the bar, asks for like Johnny Walker soda, yeah, we'll give it to him first, and then we might introduce him to something later. But if 
We're not going to say like, oh, that's bad. No, we're not going to say that. But that's going to be the trick, though, right? Because I think, I mean, there's a little bit of the uphill battle. They come in, they see the price tag. They think, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean they, how do we get them in? You get them in? No, we, we call it good, good things ain't cheap and cheap things ain't good. <laughs> that's going on a T-shirt, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in addition to all that, man, you're doing some really interesting stuff. Now, apart from... Um, running two really successful bars here and uh-huh. what soy nana I guess we'll call it um, you also import rum because you just couldn't get it right it was yeah. it was an availability issue yeah. so now you import rum which is our connection uh, through Mr. Zan Kong shout oh, out to Zan yeah man <laughs> my Jamaican brother um, so you bring in Worthy Park products into Thailand yes Worthy Park and Rumba. so story sad basically I got connected through a guy named David so David's my guy. He is the David of Isan Rum. Oh, I love Isan Rum, man. Yeah, Isan Rum. Shout out to Isan Rum. So basically, I, I was like, I, I was working with David. Like, we, we know each other for quite a long time. And he was like, yeah, I need help with the, this. Like, I need some guy in Bangkok like, for distribution. Like, because the company that he was dealing with was kind of like, not okay, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I would love to be a part of Isan Rum. Because like, I love it. It's tasty. Mm-hmm. It was so tasty. It makes such a delicious tea punch. I've, I think I've posted three or four photos of it already on yeah. our feed. It's so good. So I was like, yeah, I would love to help you out. But we need more rum than just like Isan. Like, right, Can right. you help like uh, connect me with like some of the guys and this and that? And they're like, so Worthy Park came up. I, it took us oh, a long time for us to get Worthy Park. I've been waiting for Worthy Park for like a year. Dude, we just got Worthy Park and, and we're uh, in Indianapolis where I'm from. Uh, we just got it wow. maybe a year ago. Um, it's been pretty recent. So, yeah, I mean, we're super excited. I think it's it's one of the best deals in the market. Like yeah. that, the, the overproof and the, oh, and the silver are like, yeah. they're in, for the price tag, it's, they over deliver big time. Yep. But it's funny that you mentioned Isan Rum because you guys do have kind of a really cool... Um, burgeoning rum industry here in Thailand and yeah. some really good agricole style rums being made in a, in distinctly different parts of the country. Yeah. You know, you've got the Isan rum being made in north. And, north east. And then you've also got... Shalong uh, Bay from Ch- the south. Yeah. Yeah. And now uh, David from Isan, you said, is now producing in Samui. Yeah, he's uh, doing a molasses style of Isan in Samui, which is like, I think like we're, we're actually pretty, uh, pretty solid, like actually for now. Like if you go if you go back like years ago and then like there's actually nothing, mm. like no Shalong Bay, no Isan. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it makes sense that it would pop up here. I mean, sugarcane. Like yeah. I, I'm absolutely love. Whenever I'm in a country where I can get fresh sugarcane juice, yeah. you can ask anybody that's been fresh traveled it. with me. Yeah, I'm like if I see it on the street, I'm gonna stop and get a glass. <laughs> yeah, know? definitely, it's refreshing as hell. One of the one of the best drinks I think I've ever had was oh, a sugarcane juice and rum bar, and that was it. <laughs> and so, uh, or rum fire, either one works, you know. Um, and that's it. It's just it's simple, super funky, and refreshing. It's what you. It up. Oh. So yeah, it's really exciting to see those like agricole style rum flavors coming out of here. Um, but your focus, even though we've been talking about rum a lot, when you walk in, I mean, like Teens of Thailand is not a rum bar. It's a gin bar, uh-huh. uh, which is cool. I, I'm definitely seeing a trend in gin in Thailand. Like every bar I'm hitting is like oh. like 90% of their menus are gin focused, which is real cool. I think like we, we, I think 
gin is becoming the vodkas of the 90s. Yeah, you think so? You think it's getting played out a little bit? It's, it's going there, but then like, no hard thing about it. It's just, it, it is what people choose what they want. Sure. And it's I hope it doesn't get too played out. I mean, you got a bar base to run it. I don't mind. Like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not going to go back like, oh, what happened to the vodka bar in the 90s? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then the champagne bar. Right, right. So I'm like, I mean, like, for us, it's, it's, it's not that. We, we try to, like, we try to deliver the, the cocktails, the gin and tonic and stuff like that. We, we're not trying to like, yeah, we only do gin. Like if you sure, want a right, tea, right. you want a beer, you get a beer. You want a tea, you want a, a vodka, a rum, a whiskey. Yes, we do have everything. We're not crazy about it. But I mean like, Thailand has a really, uh, I, think, I think not only Thai, I think it's like, I think gin is becoming one of the main spirits in the, uh, the cocktail list. Oh, that's, that's completely true. And yeah. I've, I've really seen it real strong here between, well, between here and Singapore and just as I was visiting places. But like on top of that, you actually have put together like Thai, what, Bangkok Gin Fest or is it Thai, yeah. Thailand? Yeah, What's Bangkok, the proper name? Bangkok Gin Festival. Yeah, which I'm going to miss by a month, which yeah. is a bummer. It's all good. But I mean like Bangkok Gin Fest is actually the thing that we, we actually want to celebrate gin. And for me, it's the only way that gin can be really like solid in Thailand is, is the way craft beer happened in Thailand before. Craft beer mm. like became a thing, I would say, five years ago. Okay. Five, six years ago. Sure. Before it was like, oh, craft beer, so expensive. Uh, this and that, this and that. And like, look at craft beer now. Mm -hmm. Boom. Booyah. Like, so many craft beer, so many great beers in town. I mean, yeah, I was shocked to find out yeah. how many beer I was. I actually went to McKellar Tap Room how uh, it? Uh, in Tongwar the other day and met Sylvester and had some drinks with him, and then found out that I literally that there was one in Ari, like one stop away from me. I'm staying in Stop yeah. Stop on Quiet. Like, so I mean, like craft beer is now the, the mainstream sure. of uh, of drinking culture. I mean, I I see that in the near future, gin and tonic will be actually a mainstream as well. Mm. That's what I thought. Like people call me crazy when I open TOT and they're like, yeah, no one's gonna drink GNT. Like with that glass and then like all over. And they're like, look, look where we are now, four years later. So I'm assuming that maybe like in four, three, four years, GNT might be the mainstream. I mean, like we need all the. That like, would be a damn good substitute for the whiskey soda. Yeah. And it's really just a hop, it's, skip, and a jump, right? I, I mean, mean, like who knows? Like nobody knows for sure. I mean, like for us, it's, it's about that. We're trying to like, to find and locate the people who like, maybe some of them like, wow, this is actually good, but they never tried it. Mm -hmm. Same way we discovered like us, ourselves in the cocktail bar the first time. So, I mean, we just want to reach out to a wider audience and hopefully they like it. So is that, as the Bangkok Gin Week or Gin, Gin Fest, Fest yeah. Gin Fest, sorry, um, as you've got that rolling, you strike me as somebody that doesn't like to sit down and sit still. In fact, I've had a very hard time pinning you down over the last few weeks because you've been, been like in the Philippines, you were in Chiang Mai, and you're only here for a few days. But do you think about like evolving that into like Bangkok Cocktail Week? Um, um, because now we also, like me and a few business partner, like Colin Shear from Nutmeg, and Jamie Ryan from Bamboo, uh -huh. we already found that ba the Bangkok Bar Show already which is like normally in May, June. Okay. Next year, probably gonna be in May. Mm -hmm. But, and that is actually more than enough to, it's actually Bangkok Bar Show is quite like solid and like official. So that is kind of like a cocktail week already. Sure, right, me, so many events going yeah. on. So that, and then like 
Jin Fest is actually for my personal side. I can do like stuff on my own. Right. Like I can like play around and like try different uh, different ideas. So I mean, like, if you need like something like really like official and then like um, more proper, I think Bangkok Bar Show has it all. Well, there's one thing that they do have, and that's you. Uh, so, you know, on top of all of this stuff, and I know I keep saying the phrase "on top of" because you are somebody that can't tend tend to like just rest on your laurels and be like, "All right, we did it. It's open. It's moving." Um, you are pushing this whole other scene real hard, and that's like the wild foraging honey. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of photos that we will have up on our Instagram feed of just an example of some of the bottles that you have hanging around here. Uh-huh. Um, but talk to me about like what you do with Honey here at Asia Today. I mean, Asia Today is it started as a bar that we're trying to challenge the bartender to the team to basically not go to supermarket and and see what they can come up with. I mean, like it's it's funny if you take the idea to to Russia. We went to I think we went to Moscow, and the guy was like, "Why would you go into the forest? It's dangerous here." <laughs> like, and I was like, "Yeah, actually, it's true. Like, I wouldn't walk around in Russia like, like with nothing." But I mean, like, back to Asia today. So we. I don't know, man. This is Thailand. I don't know if I want to be wandering around in the jungle here. I mean, like Thailand, still for me, it's still okay. Sure. And then, like, uh, we we we, for us, it's about putting ourselves out there so we can learn more about what we have. I think. We see that Thailand has a lot to offer. Mm. Different parts of Thailand, uh, you know, the food, the culture, the ingredients, the f- the, the fresh products and fresh produce. Um, I mean, it really is unmatched. I mean, it, because I've been yeah. north to south, it's not a huge country, uh, but there are distinct regional differences, even uh, like east to west, north to south, yeah. and the fruit. I mean, you, it's unbeatable. I've never been to Brazil. Uh, maybe that, like, maybe they've got you topped, but I don't yeah. know. Like, I hear Brazil's fruit is just insane. They're big. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> they're, yes. like, they're like <laughs> ten sides of Thailand, but they're like still. But yeah, there's like the, the stuff that I've never even seen or tasted, yeah. and you're just like, cool. Let me try that. And to find that in the cocktail scene here has been real fun because I'm like, I don't have a frame of reference, and it's real yeah. exciting. But I definitely didn't know where to like start with your honey scene, and that's something that you rep real hard locally. I mean, like. For for me, like that's honey is my personal side of you. I love honey. Me too, man. I I, I love really a, a real good like quality honey, and we we can't find that in Thai in Thai supermarket because like really yeah no no not a, if you buy all the all the bottles on the shelf it's crap all the same crap it's huh crap it's sugar and it basically like so the bottles that I had when I was like. Before AT, it was all like all wild and then stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. wow, this is like once you taste it, you're like, dude, yeah. I'm gonna get some of this. Well, and the fact that they're in all your cocktails, but they're all quite different. And so, how do you go about procuring it? Because you're not getting it at the supermarket, like you said. You you challenge your bartenders to make drinks without going to the supermarket. And well, how do you, you know, kind of focus on this wild honey thing if you can't get it at least commercially? Um, I, I think, I think that's one of my good quality. Like I, I'm a good like I good stifter. So I smell <laughs> things really fast. So I mean like and I I like to like be spontaneous. And then like, so there there were trips that actually we went to somewhere and we got nothing. Mm. And but we were there just to like hey, 
we know you have it. We know you have the contacts. We know you have the location. Like we're gonna be back here in three months' time. Stuff like that. Like, so you're out going and getting the honey yourself. Yeah. Like you personally. Yeah. That, that that's definitely a, a much further than anyone I know that's going out and, and like, forging their own honey. These guys, they, they're like they're local people and they don't trust you. Sure. Right. They're like, I think this year. Yeah, you're a city boy. <laughs> yeah, for them, yes. I'm tr even though like we, I, I have my mom from like Chiang Mai, still they would see you as a city boy. And then like, I think there was this year in uh, May, one of the guys from the north like, hey, it's me, remember? And I was like, shit, who the f who? <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, I got the honey for you. Can you come tomorrow? I was like, shit, it's like 12 hours drive. <laughs> right, yeah, I was gonna say, that's not so close. <laughs> <laughs> we we managed to get a car and, a, and another guy to drive and we finished the shift not we left the shift like 10 p.m and we just drove there wow man and just to go get some, and so how much do you end up with when you make a trip like that uh that trip i mean like we got after we put it in the bottles and stuff like that yeah i think we got 75 bottles oh wow so you're getting quite a lot then and we're like oh like and then like for them it's they they were like they were kind of test, testing us, like, mm -hmm. are you for real? And I was like, yep. I drove my ass like 12 hours here for real. Yeah, so why the honey? I mean, because it's more than just, it's more than I, just like, I like to have sweetener, natural nope. sweetener in my cocktail. I mean, it, it's, it's really about bees. It's about the bees and about, it's about bringing the awareness of forest, bee, honey, back into the, the game. Like, I mean, I think recently there was like a, an article that that was the, that was published like that. B was declared um, the most important living things. I just all. saw that today. <laughs> yeah, and it, because like the uh, population of B was gone mm. because of the, um, the the use of like pesticide, the for like the for, the deforesting, mm -hmm. the climate change, this and that. I mean like. We, we go in there, even though we, we're not gonna destroy it, we take some and we promote it. So we're actually trying to like, hey guys, like, stop use the chemicals, stop using chemicals, it's, it's bad. And then like, like, you need to like regrow the forest now. Like, mm. cause like, if you deforesting keeps continuing at this rate, we're fucked. Like we are like doomed. So the people that you work with that are keeping the bees. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess I should ask. Do you? Do you keep bees? Oh uh, yeah. Do you? you? Yeah. You have a place yep. here in Bangkok where you've got bees. We 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 work with a different species. I work with stingless because it it's um, shorter range. Okay. Like around 500 meters radius, and in that 500 meters, I make sure that we have enough like food and this. Mm -hmm. stuff. But this is a special bee that even though you don't have flower. They know how to like oh, okay. sneak around. I mean, like they 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 are fun and they don't sting. Because my I don't want my sister to get sting. Sure. So sting yeah. like they bite. So unless you do something to their hive, they're gonna bite you. Okay. But they're cool. That's interesting. I, I did see some of the stingless honey on your shelves. A couple of them, and that's so that's where I get really fascinated with this idea, is the honey because we always are talking about terroir on the show, whether it be about rum or wine. But honey, so you've got two different kind of like variables at oh. play, right? Well, really more than two, but your two main variables are like the kind of bee and where the bee came from, right? And so, yeah. and right, yeah. And, you, and then of course, all of that as well. Yeah. I mean, because like, you were telling me all sorts of crazy facts about like, you know, the, the 
amount of rainfall affects the, yep. the flavor of the honey? I think the, the, the main thing that kind of like hurt us the most is that that affect us the most. Actually, this year we had a big fire in the north in July. I know in, in, um, in Jan. Jan and February. It was a big fire. And the, the whole, the honey from that area was a mess. Like, it was like, like bright lights, mm. like bright yellows and like nothing else. Mm. We tasted and then like, we're like, wow, like it's basically like nothing. Like no flowery, no floral, no citrusy, no and like, like it's just like light. Wow. And we like we were so concerned. We stopped all our operation uh, to the north because like we wanted to like regrow and then like recover as soon as possible. And I think like it it shows that like you don't you have to be really careful with this. It's not just a rule. It's like hey, it's actually because it's wow. It, it, so it you're yeah you're working with these keepers yeah. around and keepers so as they um, as is it often happens in any country you know people are always trying to make a quick buck on anything if they think they can sell it especially a premium product yeah. so like when you take uh, honey from the hive or yep. uh, you know how is there like a certain amount you can take with the we, if you go over that, it could damage the colony? We, we work with the people who understand us. Okay. That, for example, like we take around like 40% of the honey. Okay. Like we cut 40% of the, the hive and we leave it there. If you, if you take the whole thing down, yes, you're going to make more, hun- more money. Right. But for us, we don't want it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you take only some parts of the hive, then it can regrow back. Mm. So, so you're about maintaining the colony. That's the... Uh, that's the, that's the a giant honeybee, the Apistosata, the, mm-hmm. that species like, is difficult. But another species called Apista serena, that one, if you lift in the box, that one is actually a good one. Because the more you support them, the more they can afford the box. Oh. And from one box, let's say you take 80% of the hive, the colony, the, the honey, mm-hmm. the 20% you can actually divide it into two boxes and it regrows the whole box. Wow. So one turns into two two to four and this and that this and that multiply and they these guys they plant these box at the border of the forest so i mean the radius of this kind of bee is around two kilometers so they go inside the forest this and that pollination blah 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 like they find their food they help the the flowers and this and that and this is actually a, a better way to i would prefer this one the Pisserena because it doesn't affect the uh, the colony that much, and you're working with the people who knows. Sometimes the honey hunters that are looking for a Pisserosata, the one that you cut because it's single, it's a single hive, mm-hmm. so that one is a bit more risky. Mm. But I mean, the flavor is so much different. It's different, but I would prefer the Serena because it's it, it's more culture, like it's more humane. You're so passionate about this. How did you get into this? I mean, do you have a background in in science or? or I I don't know. I no, just, you just I, tasted honey and. Yeah, <laughs> you just like it. I mean, like I studied political science. That's it. Okay. And I, and I don't I don't I don't have degrees and stuff like that. Sure. I just like to do things the right way. 
Well, it's interesting because we had uh, VJ from, uh, yeah. you know, Native on the show. And, like, between talking to you and him, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not doing enough to save the planet at all. We're not, we're not trying to save the planet for me. No. But we just want things to be the way it's supposed to be. Right, the circle that it's supposed to fit into. And, yeah. yeah, we're definitely decimating the bees. I have, even at my house, I have a huge, I call it the butterfly garden, but it's yeah. primarily for bees. You know, um, yeah. butterflies show up, but... Intentionally, we put all native species to get the bees yeah. back. Um, they don't damage anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't have any hives, you know? Um, so we, I know that we had discussed this a little bit, but we, we happen to be off air, and I want you to talk about it a little bit more, but you were talking about, so we, we discussed that terroir of honey, of it, it just tasting different depending on what the bees are gathering. So if they're going out and they've got like a, you know, whatever, 500-meter radius that they'll venture out into, and that's a, you know... A, a, a patch of cashews then that's uh-huh. you know gonna have one thing but um but you were talking about even like this kind of uh microcosm or or microclimate inside the hive uh-huh. that like where the the honey is different on the outer edges than yeah. it is into the, the to the inner part and, and so that one, blew my mind this one is actually the uh, apis serena because you live in the box and this, the first hive is in the middle so that's the the first row of the the beehive and the honeycomb and it grows from that, like the middle, the second one, the third one, fourth and fifth and sixth. So at the edge, they call it, uh, in Thailand they call it kati. Okay. Kati means uh, coconut cream, uh, coconut milk, which like I would translate into the, like, the creme. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the, the, the newest set of, of honey that is very fresh, clean, and very like soft comparing to the rest that's the most prized honey of in one hive so if you go further into the middle you get more intensity like you get more floral you get more pollen you get more uh agey uh, like woody stuff like that so it's, it's quite literally older yeah yeah and it, it the older it gets it gets more it gets like let's say if you leave uh, honey with like just sugar syrup with wood mm-hmm. or with uh, with honey with honeycomb mm-hmm. or with pollen so it, it gets more intense this and that so in one hive could be I would say three main flavor the pollen which is more like citrus floral mm-hmm. the the middle part which is more woody more edgy the the end part is more like light uh, uh, smooth and like soft so we're trying to be really specific in like that particular hive like okay let's take the cream out here the pollen here okay we leave some of the, hun- the honeycomb here for the, the queen bee to kind of like regenerate the hive back mm-hmm. so we're trying to really be like cultured about it and you're getting so I mean you're effectively getting three cuts out of, of yeah, from like, one hive you're yeah. getting multiple different bee species you're getting multiple different hives yeah. which is like so you have more varieties of honey here than you do alcohol from what i can tell <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably it yeah. and i and actually like i try to like work with people from not from thailand to understand more about their honey mm. like we went to philippines we found a guy on the street he was like yeah i have a honey hive at my house like, okay just like that we, went, we took him into the car and we drove to his house. That's awesome. And this was, was just last week? Yeah, he was selling honey on the street. 
I was like, we had shot. Yoba was there. I was like, Yoba, can I ask? And you ask him like, can I see his house? I was like, yeah, it's in the back of the hill. I was like, yeah, okay. So he jumped into our car and we drove there. And then like, we saw that uh, this style of pea that he was cultured, he put like a, a glass of sugar syrup inside the hive. So I asked him why. He was like, yeah, not enough, not enough nectar, not mm -hmm. enough flour. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad because like, we, this is not what he learned. This is what someone taught him to do. Right. So it, it's a culture. And I gave like the, guy, the, 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 the curator guys like, hey, this is his contact. You can work with him, but you gotta tell him like, stop doing that. Like, you gotta let the bee out so it can do their job. And then like, start like. Right, rather than just producing honey, actually yeah. pollinating the world for you, us. Yeah, you need to pollinate the world, like, and then you get honey out of it. Like, this is like, you're getting honey, but they're just like, oh. Uh, you can tell, you, you open up the box, he, they're just there, like sucking all this shit mm -hmm. out. Like, so what does that do? I mean, when they're when you're kind of taking that shortcut and just feeding the bees to produce honey, it, like what's that honey taste like? I mean, it's okay. Like the flavor profile, there's two main parts that you can actually like tell. One is very short, like it's like oh wow, where's where's the ending? Like it's mm -hmm. not clean. The second one is that sugary finish. It's like you taste, you be like oh wow. Why is it like, like very sugary? Like, like it's just it, super saccharine. Yeah, yeah you're like, mm. it's supposed to be wow. like, clean. Like, like maybe like short but clean. Mm -hmm. This is like you got that like, ugh. yeah, ugh, sticky. That just is interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that. I'm wondering how much commercial sugar or commercial yeah. honey is actually made in that way. Because so. In the States, they will call this kind of honey like natural honey. Ah, okay. Like there's, there's a certain level of honey in like right. the States. But once you taste a honey, then you're like, wow, actually it has a potential because it has like mango, passion fruit flavor. Mm -hmm. like, ooh. But the ending is like so weird and you're like, wow. You kind of like, this is something else. It's, it's almost there, but it's not there. So you went to have a look and you're like, oh, now I see it. I think I mentioned this to you and this is, not entirely off topic and in fact it ties everything together um so hampton estate they have uh bees wow. and they um now it's not it's not located on the estate where they make the rum it's um i think i'm i'm reaching back now here because it was paul that told me this a long while ago but i believe uh it's closer to kingston and they had at one point thought about um maybe going into the cashew business and um, it was it was a lot of work, and um, like to right, yeah. And so they were just like, screw it, I you know maybe we can do something else with it. And so they put it, they put hives uh, in the middle of the where they had planted the yeah. uh, flowers. So and now at Hampton Estate you can buy the honey. At least last time I was in Jamaica, wow. um, yeah, you could actually buy the honey. And I always try to pick up you know the local honey to taste those things. Yeah. I just didn't know. I guess I was innately desiring that terroir of the honey because I, I, I am interested in the flavors, but like you're, you've taken it to a level that like I'm gonna have to do some research because it's it's quite interesting. And then you're adding that that extra comp or component on top of that, which is you're putting it into cocktails. Yeah. You know, I mean, lest we not forget, you're running a cocktail program based around all this like kind of ecologically conscious, you know, yeah. bee hunting and foraging. I mean. For me, I just like honey, so I just want to do my thing. Like the rest is, will, will help, and will it will like 
But you're becoming the honey guy. I guess so. <laughs> but you told me that people are like now starting to kind of like seek you out. Is, yeah, it, they, is they, it becoming easier now to get? Um, I mean, like they, people kind of like, they, they thought about it, but they never, like, really think about it. Right. Like, they're like, right. Oh, honey. But wait, like honey, 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 like stuff like that. I mean, mm. like, the more people know more of the honey, the better. Like we're not gonna keep our secrets. It's like oh. The honey is like our secret. No, it's not. We're we here to share. Like the more the the more the merrier. Yeah, and I know that there's been a lot of push for awareness. In fact, I think Bees Knees Week just ended a couple weeks ago, yeah. um, which has been a big initiative. But you know, it's still a struggle. I think people really don't realize how important pollinators are and yeah and a generation if we don't start paying more attention we're all going to realize it because there won't be enough food on the planet to eat oh definitely <laughs> short of food uh but yeah i mean like i'm, I'm glad we're on the right track even though like when we start asia day people kind of like wow like what the fuck are you guys like are you crazy and we're like yeah maybe who gives a shit like we, we just want to do our thing that's what I like about this place man it's a little fucking punk rock because like you know you're down in an alley it's not you don't have a big giant sign but it's not like speakeasy you know it's just like hey you're not in your face screaming we're, hey we're here you come in bartenders are all real cool yeah. you're doing drinks that are we never kind wanted of, to be a speakeasy anyway yeah right there's I get, I, there's a lot of those here yeah um, sure and I always find that real interesting um I asked, I don't remember who I asked about it recently. Um, it might have been Ronan um, uh, and while I was in, in Singapore, yeah. but I always find it interesting um, when countries that didn't have prohibition have speakeasies because yeah. it's, it's a very strange concept for me. I'm like, well, there were speakeasies in the U.S. out of necessity. Obviously, not in the last decade, <laughs> but, but, you know, originally it was out of necessity. So... Uh, and tiki bars were in basements for a reason, you know. Nobody was proud of alcohol back then. So, and so it, it, this place, like I said, it doesn't feel hidden, but it definitely feels like it's for somebody in the know. Like you yeah. know, and you feel cool when you walk in. You know, like you're you're part of the club. You guys are the hospitality here is amazing. Um, do you are you, how are you seeing your client mix? Like, are you getting? Uh, a lot of Falang versus Thai or um, uh, well sorry for our listeners are you getting uh, foreigners, like foreigners yeah. and or Thai or it's, uh, it's a mix um, I think we got a lot of support from the industry mm-hmm. that helped bring like foreign like uh, traveling industry to the place but um, I think our base clients are around like 50-50. Okay, that's awesome. Um, because we chase people from teens to come here. <laughs> oh man, I love this. The, you've got neon signs and you've got it on the door. It says yeah. this bar is better than teens of Thailand. And I sat at the bar a couple weeks ago and then some lady um, that was a foreigner didn't, she was just like, is that another bar here? <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, but this one's better. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. But I mean, you. One of the reasons you, I'm sure you're getting foreigners and people like myself is because you're getting you're racking up accolades. That's yeah. for sure. Um, and I know that you know none of us um, hang our hat on awards, but it's mm-hmm. nice to get the attention, especially in a burgeoning market. You know, yeah, um, definitely. And, and Indianapolis as well. I mean, we all say, oh well, that's cool, whatever. You know, that guy got on the James Beard list, but like, and it is cool because it brings a spotlight to the work that you're doing, especially with you and, yeah. and, and the bee, beekeeping, all that, and then the cocktail scene and, in general. And this is a Thai-owned business. You know, yeah. it's not owned by, a, a, you know, a, a UK-based company. No. 
we, we, or we, Japan based. Yeah, we, <laughs> we just like local guys, like two and then like a few investors helping us out who have trusted us and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they must have been insane trusting you. They're like, hey. <laughs> They're like crazy. <laughs> Some of them were like, are you crazy? Like, yeah, that's what I do things and I'll make sure you get your money right. So as we wrap up here today, um, like, what do you see the future of Bangkok's like cocktail scene? I mean, where do you see it going? Oh, wow. You, you think, it, I mean, right now I, I see, I'll just tell you what I see as a fellow coming into the city. Like, I mean, as I visited, like, you know, here's, everyone gave me the list. Like, uh, here's the top 25 bars you have to hit. And then, of course, there was, like, you know, Drink Magazine had their recommendation and um, Bar Awards and, and all the lists you can find and 50 Best Bars Asia. Uh, and it's like, I hit all those places, and, I, like, half of them are in Tangwa. And so, um, you know, but this, you know, is regularly showing up on the list as well, right? Like, so, I mean, what do you think happens in the I, next five to ten years? I would say that what... Like I think last month that the, the new station of Chinatown opened. Yeah, yeah, that's that, actually how I got up here. That one will be a key event of the whole thing here. That's a really nice station too. It's. I went there. I was like, wow, what the heck is this? Like, they 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 pimped the whole station really hard. Yeah. So for listeners out there, um, the fastest way to get around Bangkok <laughs> any time of the day is is the is the SkyTrain or the BTS. And um, they did just open a new station, right, in, uh, Chinatown. in Chinatown. So it's a, this is about an eight-minute walk from the Chinatown station, and yeah. it's like, it's super easy. And that's how I got down here. It's, and I mean, like that. I guess that, I said BTS. That was actually the MRT. Yeah, yeah. They, there's the subway system and the SkyTrain system. Yeah, the subway system will basically like they just put Chinatown on the map. Like now, Chinatown is actually a proper Chinatown. Like if you look at Chinatown around, like let's say Soho, like London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's like one in Melbourne, Sydney, a lot of places. And then like, Chinatown is actually the center of the city. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's my thought. Always. That's always my thought. Like, if you go somewhere, they're like, oh, let's go Chinatown. It's the center of the city. I see that in five to 10 years time, like this whole area will be like, I, I mean, it's I happening. Wanna, I don't want to think it. Yeah, right. It, it, it I mean, I th- it looks like it's already starting to happen with your yep. bars over here. And, like, Yawalat has got to just, I mean, it's already hit, like, maximum capacity. Just already? walking. Yeah. Like, I've tried to find any alternative to avoid it walking over here today because it's just, it's too many people for one street. Yeah. Like, literally, people are walking in the street. You're eating in the street. Uh, the, the, and the, and the, being the in the drive, street at the all in Bangkok. The driving is getting smaller, for sure. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I see Shanghai is getting bigger. Like, before, it was big already. But once the uh, the transport, like, the public transport mm-hmm. system just arrived, I would say, like, it will bring, it would take Yawarat or Shatatan into another level. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, I look forward to coming back. I would love to see how it goes. Like, I would... I mean, like, we were here, like, you know what they told us when we opened TOT? They're like, oh, you'll be fine. They'll open, like, the subway next year. <laughs> We've been waiting for, like, four years. <laughs> yeah, I know that, too, man. We- well, it, it's all right. Like, for us, we we just going to be, we hopefully will be here, like, for a long time. Yeah, I look forward to coming back because hopefully it's not another seven years, but I can't wait to see how, like, yeah. things evolve for you uh, in, in the next coming few years. Like, it was so funny to say when we first opened TOT and one guy from Martin Miller came to the bar and he, and he was like okay back then it was us and him because 
we we had no clients, <laughs> and one of the distribution company brought him in because like he's one of the founders of Martin Miller, and he was like, yeah. Oh, nice, nice area. Like, and I was like, yeah, it's just us. <laughs> he was like, yeah, hang in there. Four years time, it'll be different. And I was like, wow, you just had a Negroni. Like not even like 10, just one. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't believe him back then, but I had like, I, I kind of like trust my sense a little bit. Sure. But I did kind of like, wow, you sure? It's going to be like, like four years later. And actually he came to the bar. Oh, um, he came back. He came back four years after and he told the, the people at the, the, the brand like, hey, I want to go back to that bar, that area. And he came and he was like, see, I told you. And I was like, yep, you were right. <laughs> Brings on me then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. what do I owe you, sir? <laughs> and he was like, ah, I remember I we took photos and we we're like, yeah, like, trust me, hang in there, four years. He said it. And I was like, wow. And it's actually happening. Like, oh. Man, well, congratulations, Nick. I mean, this place is fantastic and, and TOT is great. I, I always ask everybody or try to, anyhow, at the end of every show, um, if you have any uh, hangover cures that we might need to know about. And is it, is it honey? Yeah, like I thought you might answer that. I'm, I'm a little under the weather today. Um, I think one of the reasons is being because I've been trying to go to every single bar in the city in the, oh, in, in the yeah. last week. And uh, so burning the candle fun. at both ends for sure. But yeah, I'm, we're drinking nice honey tea with a little squeeze of lime in there. Oh, so. that's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like honey's always been my anti-hangovers. Mm. Like warm, hot warm water, squeeze of honey, squeeze of lime. And then like, I, I put it in like, a thermal like bottle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a good idea. Keep it warm and you see that all shit, like that, that shit all day. Like, put some rum bar in there. Yeah. <laughs> nah, hopefully. Right. Yeah, I, I always keep my honey at, at one bottle at home all the time. That's super. Because like, you never know what's going to happen. Right, right, right. Um, where can people find you on social media that want to check out what you're doing uh, all over the place? I mean, uh, personal or the bars or? Nix, N-I-K-S underscore Anuman. Yeah, and Instagram, easy. Cool, and we'll have that linked on the show notes as yeah, well. Yeah, or you can go like Teens of Thailand. Normally if you type Teens of Thailand, okay, before we open Teens, if you type Teens of Thailand, you know what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. And now you're kind of like, oh, it's a gin bar. I yeah, the first time I, I, so I've been following uh, TOT since I think probably you opened because I was starting, I'm always curious about uh, the cocktail scene happening in Bangkok. Um, yeah. And and when you opened, I was like, ah, oh, this looks cool. You know, like this is a pretty craft joint. At that time, there really weren't any craft joints opening. Right. And I was like, I don't know though, should I click on this or is this gonna destroy my browser? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna like, ruin your laptop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to yeah, download uh, or delete my browser history. Uh, so, no, definitely hunt down Teens of Thailand, uh, Asia Today, yeah. and uh, yeah, Nick's um, on his Instagram. Like I said, we'll link through to all that stuff on the show notes. And um, man, Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. I definitely look forward to being back before I leave. I'm still here for a few more weeks, so hitting Vietnam soon, and then then back to Bangkok, and we'll see. Yeah, I know everybody. I love Vietnam. Everybody says that I'm gonna love it, so it'll be my first time in. Cool. Well, thank you very much, and hey, thanks for the tea, man. Yeah, and the honey. I feel much better already. Thank you, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, we say Thailand. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say shayo. Shayo. Yeah, when I say shine, you say yo. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Ah, there we go. Yeah, it's a Thai style of shit. So, shy. Yo. Shy. Shy, yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're All gonna right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.